Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. And uh, so the, the, um, we're looking at about for everything that we got to do, right, as far as building prep and getting that building up off the ground, we're looking at about $10.5 million dollars. Come on, say that's nothing to God. We're not doing it apart from God, so we don't have to focus on ourselves. We're doing it with God. And all we got to do is what I said. Let's release our faith. Let's believe God. Signs will go up. Hopefully this week, the company, Ryko, will be done with them, and they'll get them up on the property for us. And I'm believing as soon as we get the signs up, we're going to get those phone calls of people wanting to lease out that property across the front. See, the Bible says occupy until he comes. So I'm not just... You know, I'm not just teaching um, business principles and how to conduct business with you. I'm making sure that our church is doing the same thing. Well, the church ain't a business. I don't know what Bible you read. See, people say that long enough and you believe it and then you don't read the Bible. And then when you read the Bible and see it, you don't believe it because they already shaped your mind on what to believe before you looked at the Bible. That's what's wrong with some of us, that our minds have already been shaped. So when we go to the Word and look at it, we can't look at it in its raw form. We look at the Word based on how our minds have already been shaped. But did not Jesus say, I'm about my Father's? So he called the work that he was doing for God a big, well, well, that's not the same thing. Well, he was into the people's business. In other words, he was into marketing and sales. He was marketing the kingdom. And what he was doing was getting people to buy in to the kingdom. Amen. Oh, man, you'll get it. I I, I get it. So uh, across the front of our property, we went and subdivided about nine lots uh, across the front for long-term leases. Right? It's right there across the front. Beautiful. We right up the street from South Alabama. We don't, we don't need to. It'll be sitting there looking pretty anyway. Well, why not, why not be good stewards and make money off of it? Praise the Lord. That'll be residual income for the church, for our school. Uh, we can give away, um, we can pay our employees. We can uh, take care of our bereavement fund if people need help. And then for our students that are going to school, we can give them, uh, what they call that? Uh, yeah, we can give scholarships away so our kids want to come to Right Way Academy. They, they come on up in there. If a parent have a need, then we're able to provide that need. That's what the church is supposed to be doing. Amen. So I need you, I need you agreeing that that as soon as those signs go, we're gonna get we're gonna get three bites right away. I mean, they're gonna be biting at the chunk. We're gonna tell them to slow down a little bit, they're gonna be in such a hurry. And then I just need your continued prayer, your focus, and let's keep on giving. Amen. We owe no right now where we stand, we owe no man nothing for nothing. The contract, I mean the um the engineer is paid off, the architect is paid off, our plans are paid off, everything is paid off. We owe no man nothing until this point but to love him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we've done it debt-free thus far. Let's finish debt-free. And you and I, let me let me give you a little background, man. I'm we are connected. Our lineage is strong. Come on, say it's strong. Our, our lineage reached back to, uh, back to a man by the name of Apostle Frederick Price of Crenshaw Christian Center out in California who built, uh, who built the Crenshaw Christian Center dome debt-free way back in the early 70s, man. They done it debt-free. Then it, it, it goes from, from uh, uh, 
apostle, the late apostle Frederick Price into a man by the name of now Apostle Ivy Hilliard of New Light Church in Houston, Texas, who, who built uh, their church debt free. Glory to God. Then from him it falls on uh, Dr. Michael Moore uh, of, in Birmingham, Faith Chapel Christian Center, $16 million dome. No millionaires in the church, but a word from God and faith in God's ability to do it. And they did it debt free. Then they built six more domes on the church, right? Uh, and they did all of that, $26 million, and did it again debt free. Dr. Henry Roberts, Word of Life Community Church, renovated uh, the facility over at the, uh, uh, Chickasaw in Chickasaw, Alabama, and they were able to do it debt-free. So if he did it in California, glory to God, if he did it in Texas, come on now, if he did it in Birmingham, he's the same God that can do it in Mobile. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we just need to stand together. And that's why we're on this message where we're talking about corporate faith. Lift your Bible. Say this real quick. Say the Word of God is the answer. The answer is the Word. All right, I got to move fast. So we, 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 we started on last week this message about corporate faith. And the focus is about the faith in the power of our corporate agreement. What things can happen when you and I get on one accord. Now, Genesis chapter 11, I'm going to take a sidebar because I'm not going to be able to get all mine in because of communion in the video and we're not rushing through this because we said that this is not only a message for the church see when messages that are shared here you got to listen with both sets of your ears because this is a power principle that um, manifests great benefits for companies homes marriages groups and teams uh, now, I, I want to admonish anybody in the room, even for singles. And when I, when I say married, I'm never leaving singles out because you can agree with the Word. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word is a, is a living being, right? Not the logos, but the, the, that, that Word, once it, the revelation of the Word, it comes alive. It's a living organism. And so you, if you're single, you don't have a spouse to get an agreement with. You can get an agreement with the Word of God, and that's two touching and agreeing. Amen. And, um, but we miss out. We don't see the uh, advantages that we should see in our marriage and in our businesses, in our teams, in groups, because we don't employ this principle of agreement. And if we would get everybody, that's why uh, uh, in homes, Knowing your mission and knowing the vision, knowing what direction we're going in, knowing what's next on the list is so important because it is those things that aid us being able to get on one accord. But when we don't know where we're going, we don't know what we're in faith for, then this corporate agreement component cannot be activated inside of that home or inside of that business or with that team. You get what I'm saying? So it's so important, and I think we've been ignoring it. Now, um, I got this revelation about the corporate agreement from Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11, because it's a wicked people. They, yeah, it's a wicked, it's safe to say that. It's a wicked people that, 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 that hold the testimony of the corporate agreement. Now, in Genesis chapter 11, it says, and the whole earth was of one language and one speech. Now, watch this. Watch this. I want you to listen and look at this corporate agreement component here. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east 
that they found a plain of the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. They, they found some land on University Boulevard. <laughs> and they said one to another. Listen at, the, listen at the language of the scripture. Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. Watch this. And they said, go to, let us. Build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name. You see all that agreement right there? They agreed that they were going to, where they were going to go. They agreed on how they were going to do it. Their language was the same. Their focus was the same. Watch this. And their speech was the same. Now you say, well, language is speech. No, 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 no. In other words, their language was the same. Father, we thank you that we're, we thank you for our new church. That's our language, right? When we quote it at the end of our service. But our speech is when we're talking to others in the body or others outside the body and they say, how y'all gonna do it? It ain't our speech ain't, I don't know. He just get up there and tell us, <laughs> come on now. No, our speech is God is working with us, and it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be excellent. It's going to be first class. It's going to be built in no time, and it's going to be debt free. Well, how y'all going to do that? See, they, I just told you God is working with us. In other words, I don't change my speech. I don't know. Where y'all going to get the money from? I told you God is working with us. See, what they're trying to do, that, and not take it away from the church and make it your home. But girl, how y'all going to get that working out? See, what they're trying to do is get you to change your speech to get you out of agreement. Because when they get you out of agreement, instead of God working with you, oh my God, you've isolated yourself from his help. They're trying to get you from stopping to say the same thing. Well, you know it's been like that forever. I said that God is working with me. And it don't matter what it used to look like. I'm telling you what it's going to be like. So you got, sometimes you got to get dogmatic when you're talking to folk. Because you don't even see. And ooh, it could be, it could be, it could be people that, don't mean no harm in what they're saying, but don't know that they're being used by the enemy in what they're saying. They don't know. They, they're, really, they're, they're really, calm down, boy. They are really concerned about you. They are really speaking from what they believe to be their best at heart about you. But they don't even realize that they're trying to pull you out of corporate agreement. They're trying to get you to talk sideways rather than keep your speech in agreement with the language that's at the house. And it's them folks. You, you can love them, but I still ain't moving off what I said. I still ain't moving off. Of, you know, I have a conversation with Pastor, what y'all going to do with all that land? I just told you what we're going to do with that land. Why you asking me that again? Well, a person with that much, see, so you're, trying, you're trying to find another way to say what you already said. I don't feel like I had to answer that again. Because I owe you no explanation, watch this, to my obedience to God. Yeah. 
See, 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 I'm, I'm going to help some of y'all out. You don't, if, if your, you don't owe look, yes, God. Boy, y'all need to say, I'm, I'm trying to, I got to get y'all bold. You don't owe nobody an explanation for your no. You don't owe nobody no explanation for your no. See, we be saying no, and I just want to let you know. No, no, no. Well, why? No, I don't owe you an explanation for my no. My no is, the Bible say, let your yes be yes and your no be no. It didn't, it didn't say explain why you saying yes or explain why you saying no. And before you know it, you, start, you change your no that you should have stuck with, that you knew you were right with because of your incapability of doing, and then you change it to yes, and then you're only able to give half. Or you do it half, or you don't even do it at all. You go back on your word. Now you messed your own name up because you should have stuck with your no to begin with. But you let them move you out of agreement with your own self just, so, to, just to appease them. When if I say no, I'm just saying I'm not your person. That, mean, that don't mean you can't get it done. I'm just not your help this time. That don't mean I won't help you, but I can't help you now. So no, that, that's why some of you broke. I, listen, I know when I prophesy money over your life, it show up in your hand. I ain't even got the check. I know it do. But you're not good at saying no. People see you with it. They come around and they start talking to you about their problems. And now you think you a philanthropist. <laughs> you ain't no philanthropist. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You, you supposed to get. See, that was a time in my life where I had to tell people, no, right now I'm putting seed in the ground. I'm in a seed sowing season right now, so everything I'm doing, I'm sowing to the church. I'm just tithing offering right now. I got to get my ground right. Now, when my ground grows big enough and it grow, and, and the cups start running over, now you come back to me then, boy, ain't going to be no problem. But right now, I'm in a seed sowing season. You got to know where you are. I mean, you just started out with this thing, just start putting seed in the ground, and then you get, a, you get that, that nice money, and then before you know it, you start, you ain't ready to shop yet. You ain't ready to shop yet. Instead of buying a new pair of shoes, take the white shoes out there in the mall and let them dudes clean up them shoes and put some new shoestrings in them. You ain't ready yet. You ain't ready yet. Your, your feel hadn't produced enough for you to do that yet. Maybe it's just time for you to get out of debt. Stay in agreement with the moment. Don't get outside the moment. Say it ain't time to turn up like that yet. It ain't time to be so fresh, so clean yet. Just be fresh. You got it. Just wait on it. Know where you at right now. Be fresh. You can still be fresh. You know, if we don't do nothing else, we're going to look good. You get what I'm saying? I ain't saying don't look good. You shouldn't look broke, busted, and disgusted. But it ain't time for you to be balling out to the wall right now. And all you got is $1,000. Stay in agreement with the moment. We're agreeing that we're getting out of debt. We're agreeing that we're moving from not enough to more than enough. Stay in that agreement moment. Don't move out of it. See how quiet I get? Because I'm hitting somebody upside the head right now. They don't like that. So these people, now look at this. Look at this. I got to, I got to shed it down already. And they said, go let us build us. Okay, I read that. So you see all that corporate agreement right there? Now, let's find out what happened. Now, how many of you know it's going to take a long time to build a tower? It took them three years just to get the foundation for the RS, two and a half years, two plus years, let me say it like that, for them just to get the foundation for the RSA towers downtown. It's the tallest building in the state of Alabama, and it took them two and a half, listen, listen, church, please listen to me. 
It took them two. Now, now the Bible doesn't date this. It doesn't date this time, but it's going to open our eyes to something supernatural, right? It took them two. I knew it took them two and a half years to put the foundation in the ground, and people was just complaining. Wait a bit, and it took all that money, and all they got down there is a hole in the ground. See, that's a person that knows nothing about building. Now, when, it, when, it took, when they went up in the air, oh, that thing was finished so fast, and people totally forgot about the hole in the ground. But they didn't understand that as much as high as they wanted to go up, they had to prepare that ground to support that. And that takes time. You got it? That takes time. Took them two plus years to get that done. Just to put, just to secure the hole that the building was going to sit on top of. But now watch this. So they want to build a tower, and they say their tower going to reach under heaven. So that's a skyscraper. That would be like the, tile, the tallest building that's in Dubai, right? Way up there in the clouds, right? Because, you know, types and shadows in the Old Testament, they say the Lord is in the clouds. That, you know, I had a guy argue me down there. i tell you where the Lord is at. Turn over there and read. And the script say, the Lord is in the clouds. I say, you actually think the Lord live in the clouds, man? I say, you do know airplanes can go above the clouds. They ain't never say, oh, God. I say, that's symbolic what it's saying in the clouds. Like, no, it said he was at the top of Tikio. I think that's the mountain that they were talking about. And you couldn't see the top crest of that mountain because it went up into the clouds. I say, brother, I say, that's metaphor. What it's saying is, God, they couldn't see the top of the mountain. I say, thank, dude. I, start, I say, thank. I say, they couldn't see the top of the mountain. So when they said God was at, lived in Tikio, they were saying God lived in an unseen place because you couldn't see the top of the mountain. Wasn't saying he lived at the top of the mountain. Okay. So we know that this building would go up. They, try, they wanted to reach heaven. Heaven, put your hand in the air. Your hand is in heaven. You just stuck your hand in one dimension of heaven. There is heaven, the heavens, and the heavenlies. That's what Deuteronomy said. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord, but the earth have he given to the children of man. So if you stick your hand in the air, galaxy, stars, sky, that's heaven. The heaven, heavenlies, is where all demonic activity takes place. That's an unseen realm. Then heaven, according to Isaiah says, is his throne. The earth is his footstool. So you got three dimensions of heaven. Just want to educate you a little bit and get in LDBI. You'll get the rest of that. So now watch this. So they wanted this building to go into heaven, the sky, above, in, into, the, into the sky, right? Now look at verse 4. Verse 4, yeah. And they, no, verse 5. And the Lord, now look what, whoo, I got the clothes, but this it right here, man. Look what happened as a result of the corporate agreement. And the Lord, come on, did what? Amen. The Lord showed up in the situation. The corporate agreement causes God to show up. Everybody be saying, Lord, show up, Lord. We just want you to show up, Lord. Is there any agreement? And the Lord came down, wait a minute, to see what they had been talking about. That's what it is because they were talking about the city. And they were talking about the tower. Watch this. Which the children of men, what's that last word? Build it. So he didn't come down and look at the land no more that they went to. He came down and saw the words that they were confessing. I believe that supernatural thing, a supernatural thing were happening because the higher you go up in the air, that room has to be built and fitted a certain way because the air is thinner. Are you listening to me? The ground prep for a city and a tower takes time. 
But because of the corporate agreement, supernatural reinforcement kicked in. Same thing happened with Nehemiah. The Bible says all the people had a heart to build. Now, you know, many people think about a wall. You think about Fort, Fort, you know, Fort Condi down there. You know, you think about a wall in your house is just a brick, and then you got plaster, then you got sheetrock. No, 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 no. No, no, let me tell you what that wall looked like that Nehemiah and them were rebuilding, and it was torn down along with other things that fitted that wall. That wall would have been as wide as a four-lane highway. Four chariots riding side by side could ride on top of that wall, and that, that section of that wall was torn down. And watch this. They built a four-wide wall. Not, not no little wall, not no little wall, a four-wide wall. They did it in 52 days. You know what, it, what did that? What did that was corporate agreement. What did that was corporate agreement. The Bible says that the people had a heart to build. Well, what would happen in our marriages? What would happen in our businesses? What would happen with teams and groups if they would just employ the corporate agreement? If we would just get our faith in the same place. And notice what it starts off with. It don't start off with what's in the hand first. Come on, business owner. It don't start here. It starts with agreeing with your purpose and with your identity and with the instructions that God gave you. I agree, Lord. And I set myself in. And the moment you set yourself in agreement, what you need here, the help that you need here starts to show up because now you're in agreement. But we don't get an agreement. We agree if God shows us first. We agree if God prove it first. No, it's agreeing and then God proves. Are you listening, church? All right, so my time is up. I'll read this last scripture. And the Lord said, this is a scripture I don't like. There's two scriptures in the Bible I don't like. Genesis 11 and 6. And Luke 16, and I think it's 9. I don't like them. I, li I mean, I love the scripture, but I don't like where they at. This verse right here says, and the Lord said. Now, first of all, the Lord came down, right? Now, let's find out what the Lord is going to say. Read. Behold. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, these wicked folks, these folks are rejecting God. They, that tower to reach heaven, they said they were going to be a God to themselves. They wanted nothing to have to do with God, so they wanted to sit themselves in the high place. They're taking God's principle and accomplishing what they want. See, the Word of God works in the life of anybody that will work it. It works in the life of anybody that works it. I don't like that they got this. That should have been God's people with that testimony. That should, that should have been written in light of God's people getting in corporate agreement. Not a people that didn't want to have anything to do with him. But the Bible says, and the Lord said, behold, here's the corporate agreement. The people is, notice, notice, church, please, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. It did not say they are. In other words, all of them folks became one man. In every moment, they stood as the one man. They stood as the one man. The people is one. And they have all one language. 
And this they begin to do. Oh, this is so good. And now nothing will be restrained from them. Watch this. So, so the corporate agreement is so powerful that he said they got, this, they got this thing so locked down that after they finish this and see how this works from them having one language and one speech, they'll just start imagining it together and it'll start happening. Come on, come on, husband and wife, y'all, y'all ever been in, them, in, them, in, them, in a juicy moment in the marriage? Like, ain't nothing wrong. Like, everything is just good. Everything is good. And then all of a sudden, one of the spouses show up with something. You be like, man, I was thinking about that. Okay, some of y'all look like, ain't never happened in my, in my marriage. Well, that because y'all ain't been in agreement then. But, but see, that, that, ag- that agreement puts the other spouse more on your mind, and you get to thinking, what will make them even the more happier? And bam, that thing just show up. And you'd be like, I was just, th- I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what you can expect. I was just thinking about that. Well, see, there it is, corporate agreement. Put that back up there. Corporate agreement births that. It says, listen, nothing will be restrained from them. Nothing will be restrained. These folks will be operating in the earth like me without me. Nothing will be restrained from them as it pertains to the earth. Nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Now watch, watch what the next verse says. God said, go, we got to do something about this. Because man was never designed to work with that. He's he not going to be using my principle and, 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 and don't want me to be a part of it. It don't work like that. So he said, we're going to go down. Now look what he messes with. He only messes with one thing. He only messes with the thing that they need to agree with. God. Woo, boy, if Satan could just get you to say it. If he could just get you to say the wrong thing. If he could just get you to talk against it. That's all he want. He, he no, 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 no. He, I told you, man, we be focusing on that sin. That's covered by the blood. But the one thing that's not covered by the blood is your mouth. The Bible says your tongue is a world, a world, a world of iniquity is in your mouth. The moment you say, I'm stupid. The moment you say, I'll never get it. You're getting out of agreement. What the Bible says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly that you can do all things he wants to get you to talk out of agreement with the word if he could just get you to say it forget it I want the divorce if he could just get you to say it he already knows those words will set in motion no longer the supernatural but they'll set in motion the demonic if he could just get you to say it I'll never pay it off I'll always be broke I'll never get out of this if he could just get you to say it if he could just get you to run your mouth the wrong way. And that's often why he brings delay in our lives. He fights us with delay because he understands that if I could just make you tired enough, you'll stop talking. If I could just push it into one more day, one more day, you'll, you'll talk twisted with your mouth. One more day and you'll just say, forget it. I mean, it's right on the heels. It's right at the door, and with your mouth, you say the wrong thing and get out of agreement with it. You tell it to go back and don't even know it was right there all the time. He do it with churches all the time. If I could just get you to get out of agreement with your pastor. 
He do it with kids. If I could just get you to talk sideways with your mom, if I could just get you to talk sideways with your parents. He do it in relationships. If y'all just, if I could just make y'all mad enough that you'll stop saying the same thing. He do it in churches all the time. If I could just keep the people divided. If I could just keep you questioning all the time and never getting in agreement. If I could just keep you, if I could just make you think it ain't going to happen, I already know. You'll go over there and you'll have them side conversations at the church. Then you'll start pulling this sheep, this member, this member, this member. And then once we can get a bunch of us to stop saying different things, then before you know it, the church going to fall down flat. Because instead of just trusting the man of God, trusting the prophet, trusting what God said about your home, trusting what God said about your, about your business and your own personal ministry and saying that and that only, you start adding all these other conjunctions to it. You start adding all these other prepositions and adjectives and verbs that God didn't say none of that. Said none of that. And we start adding to it. And before you know it, now we mad at God. Now the word don't work. It wasn't that it wouldn't work. You didn't stay in corporate agreement with what the word said. I'm telling you, man, this principle, Lord Jesus, I'm telling you, man, some of you right now, I can look at your mind. You, got, you, you looking back like, did, have I said anything? that was in disalignment and disagreement that caused disunity for what I was believing God for? Because the Bible says you can't have bitter water and sweet water. And we get out of agreement. That, that's why on the, on, on the football game, they work hard to keep the guys on the sideline in agreement. That guy messed around and dropped that pass, man, you are a wide receiver, brother. Now hold your, get your head up, man, because we got we to gotta get you back out there on that field and we got to throw that ball back to you again. And if you still got the last mistake on your mind, you're going to get an agreement with the last mistake and that last mistake is going to affect your hands. And your hands is what we need you, of, brother. So they walk by him and pat him on the shoulder, hold his head up, man. They do whatever they got to do. Come on, man, get it together. Get up, walk. Don't sit there in that. Don't sit there in that. Get an agreement. We need, we need you with a winning mindset, not a I drop the ball mindset, not a I fumble mindset. As soon as he get back down the field, we be thinking in our mind, don't throw the ball to him. No, we got to immediately get the ball to him because we got to get an agreement with him that, hey, forget about that. That was then. That was then. So when you fall, get back up again. When you mess up, team, get back up again. When you miss it, get back up again and get back in agreement with what it was supposed to be and do it again. Because if you sit in a mistake, you're going to stay the mistake. Get back in agreement with what you wanted. Get back in agreement with the business. Get back in agreement in your home. Get back in agreement with the team. When you go work on that job, get in agreement with the boss. I know they'll hell you, but get in agreement with them. Because your disagreement will get you fired, but your agreement will move them out the way. The corporate agreement will protect you. You doing your job halfway because you want them to see that they're not doing what they're supposed to do well. Who's halfway doing their job? You, they have more power to tell on you than you do on them. So you do your job, it shines the light on their inadequacy. You don't do your job as a Christian, you're the one that is, that is inadequate. We stay in agreement with the word of God. Woo! My God from heaven. And when we agree with the word, God comes down for us. And he builds us. He causes us to shine, and he allows us to have what we can imagine. 
I'm telling you, we're going over to 2500 University Boulevard, and we're going debt-free. I ain't moving off of it. Now, how is God going to do it? I don't know. It ain't for me to know right now. It's just for me to agree. And all I need is a few folks that will agree with me. And then help me shut the mouth of everybody that don't agree. I, I, we need a finger, a, not a finger, we need a finger knowing in the church. What do you mean? Now, be careful. Wash your hands first. But anytime somebody talking sideways, you need Hush, don't say that. Because you'll knock us back two steps. Don't say that. If you don't know what to say, come on, church, don't say nothing at all. Just be quiet. Even in the house, baby, if you don't know what to say, just hush. Just hush. Three words. Just say, do it, Lord. Do it. Sometimes that's the shortest, the shortest and most powerful prayer. Shut up and just say, do it, Lord. Because if I open my mouth right now, I'm going to mess everything up. So you just do it, Lord. Keep your booster shot of shut up with you. Like an EpiPen, just some shut up. You feel like you about to say something, just hit yourself. I'm telling you, man, our mouths, the Bible says we put bits in horses' mouths to control them. We got rudders on ships to control them, right? He says, but the tongue, man, that member, it's a fiery member. He said the only thing that can control the tongue is the Spirit of God. You got to put some on the tongue, too. You, just like we put a bit in a horse mouth, we put a rudder on the ship. He said, you got to turn the tongue over to the Spirit of God. Because if you leave it to you, it's a, it's a world of iniquity in your mouth. But if you turn it over to the Holy Spirit, like the bit controls the horse and the rudder controls the ship, God, Holy Spirit, will control your tongue and keep you from saying the wrong things. Because sometimes it takes 10 words of truth to correct one wrong word said. So that means you got to work harder to undo the one thing you did wrong. Rather than all we got to do is stay in agreement. Amen. 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 I, 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 was, I wanted to get into the benefits of our corporate agreement. Maybe I needed to get us to see that first. The first thing we got to get is the mouth right. Look at your neighbor, because some of y'all got a little frown at me, but that's okay. Look at your neighbor and say, get your mouth right. Look at the person on the other side and say, get your mouth right. Now, to the person that said that to you, you look at them and say, you too? <laughs> Trying to talk to me? You get your mouth right. Who you talking to? You get your mouth right. Talking to me like that, get your mouth right. <laughs> get your mouth right. Sure, up in here, trying to front me out in the church, get your mouth right. Today, <laughs> today, she was telling that to somebody. I don't know who that was, but she was saying, I ain't going to repeat after you. I don't know what's going to happen after that. Dog. Just, just joking, just joking. Quickly, quickly, I want to I wanna, I wanna offer salvation to somebody. Remember I said we have to turn this thing over to the Holy Spirit. Got to turn it over to the Holy Spirit so he can be the controller of the, of, of, of the rudder, the bit to our mouths. He, 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 Holy Spirit, wants to have that. But you got to first welcome him into your life. Got to welcome him into your life. And you got to give this body over to him so he can begin to do the inside work. <clears throat> so if you're not here today and you don't know Christ as your, as your personal Savior, you had not made him Lord of your life, I want to give you that opportunity. It's very simple. I'm just going to lead you in a short prayer. You're watching me online. This same uh, ability, this same salvation is available to you right there where you are, right? So I'm asking everybody in the room and those of you who, uh, who have not confessed Christ as your Savior, uh, I want to lead you in this prayer. Say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, 
I know without you, I am lost. Today, I am repenting of my sins, and I receive Christ Jesus as my Savior, and I make him the Lord of my life. I thank you for saving me. Now fill me with your spirit so that I can live a life that is pleasing to you. I boldly confess on this day, second day of October, that I am saved, set free, born again. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. To those. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.